Yeah, we're cranking right along. <laughs> sweet. Um, sweet. Well, we got Christy Miller here. Uh, thanks for coming out. Uh, I, it's been a hard process trying <laughs> to get everything lined up, as it always is with us for some reason. Yeah, well, I blame Ryan. It's um, probably my fault. Everybody's <laughs> got a Ryan McVeigh is here again. Um, but yeah, thanks for coming out. Um, we're going to talk about a couple things before we kind of introduce you a little bit and talk okay. about um, what you're here for. But basically, you know, the Gunnison is dropping. I don't know if people have been seeing that. Um, you're in CB, so mm-hmm. that you've seen the east um, yep. right there. It's starting to green up a little bit and drop. But um, I believe it's peaked. I believe the Gunnison has peaked. Sweet. I don't know. No, <laughs> you think it's going to keep going? Well, she lives up um, in the Elks. You can I mean, see all the snow. I don't know. I haven't, you know, it's interesting because I'm not a, like, watch the levels kind of person as far as I never have been, like, get on the computer and check yeah. the flows. Right. Oh, I but, check every day. Yeah, exactly. So there's <laughs> every, people every, like, like you and people like me. <laughs> and I've just not been that person. But, um, but yeah, I live up there and... Uh, I just, you know, the temperatures go up and down and, yeah. you know, there's so much snow up there. We have friends that live at Irwin and they still have for sure yeah. three feet of snow at their house. Right. Um, so yeah, I don't think it's, peak, you, but I could be Do you have wrong. a peak prediction if it, if it is going to go further? Uh, um, it probably, you know, it's funny. I've been thinking about that. Uh, I mean, not really too much. I, I'd say in the next week, you know, but an actual day. Let's or see, like, or just Wednesday. a CFS? Do you, would you know that? Oh like, no, no, I don't pay attention to numbers. I'm like a, <laughs> I'm a color and a what it looks like kind of person. I'm yeah. just a little different um, that way. Just watching the graphs, it looks like it's peaked. Yeah, um, so it could be. But. So that's you know, I just yeah, I'm like the see what the weather is by walking outside kind of person. Yeah. So well, Chip thought it peaked like three weeks ago. Okay. And I was like, nah. And I've yeah. heard people say, oh, it's going to peak. It's going to be 15 more days before it peaks, you know. But I, does anybody really know? I don't know. I mean, like I said, you're the Eventually one that's... Eventually it you're, does. You're looking at the Elks. There's still so much snow. Like yeah, there's said. a lot of snow. But, you know, I mean, it's going to... Yeah. It's going to do what it's going to okay, do. Okay, so I'm guessing but, in the next week. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm very unspecific. But basically, you know, as of now, there's not much fishing going on. Uh-huh. Um, yeah. Still tail, tailwater fishing. Um you know, down south where I'm at a little bit, there's been some fishing, not going to say where, uh-huh. but there's been some clear water um, and it's been fishing pretty good. Sweet. Um, but yeah, I was asked the other day, actually, when I was in town, oh, you've been fishing? Oh yeah, definitely. Where you been? Uh, mm, south. I forget. <laughs> okay. Okay. And I that's, can't. they didn't press any harder. So I was like, all right, I don't have to say much <laughs> they more. Can tell. But um, yeah, in my opinion, I think it's coming down. I think we've kind of hit that and hopefully here in the next couple of weeks, well, I hope you're right because we want, so we want to fish. Money-wise. <laughs> money I think it's just wishful thinking on your part. Yeah, it might be. Who knows? I know. I've been feeling a little bit for, like, the guides because when you're guiding, you just want to get out on the rivers. And yeah. for me, it was a little torturous going out on ponds and lakes. And, oh, yeah, you know, especially just, during high I water. I just only like moving water. So, yeah. um, But you're so grateful to have them when you have this situation yeah. going on so that you're not out there going, oh, let's see if we can find you a fish. You yeah, know? exactly. So Luckily, we do have a little bit of tailwater action, and we yeah, can get absolutely. people out. Oh, we yeah. have some clear absolutely. creeks here and there. but um, Yeah, and the tailor. I mean, I love the tailor yeah. because it's, it's just, you know, it, I mean, obviously they're changing the flows. The mic up. <laughs> Remember Obviously, you were talking about that before the show, well, like, oh, I need to get closer to the microphone. My headphones are so loud. Oh, well, turn your uh, headphones down. <laughs> <laughs> you thought you're just ripping over there. You're like, I'm talking very clear and loud right now. Yeah. 
Um, but yeah, the, I just love the tailor because obviously they change the flows and stuff like that, but it's just, it's so much, you know, it's clear. I mean, I love passing by the, uh, Almont and anytime you see two rivers converging like that, it's so fun to just see that difference in quality of, of, of you color. get chocolate milk coming yeah. down and then clear river. But that being said, you know, that water is cold. It's still kind of early. I mean, they're pretty you know, lethargic yeah, right now. Yeah. I know. I kind of got yeah. worked the other day. I was like, <laughs> but anyway, you get out there. So you've been and, out fishing then a little bit? Yeah, a That's little good. bit. Yeah, I fished the tailor a little bit. And, you know, it's um, not much. I mean, I don't get out as much anymore just because I've got two kids and. I ride my bike and, you know, I was so obsessed with fishing for like 20 years that now for me, um, I love to get out, but it's not what I do as much to get what I need for me, which is exercise. Yeah. Um, and like the wind in my face. Oh wait, you don't, you don't fish for your cardio like I do? (laughs) Yeah. Well, I know I do have great memories of the tailor. So the tailor for me is the place that I had my aha moment and I used to, um, and meaning like, I get it. I, mm. Oh, I bet there's a fish right there. And uh, it, oh, it was just amazing. I mean, can I, I can remember, you know, throwing this fly in the dry and being like, I, there's a fish right. I know there's a fish Isn't right there. Isn't that cool when you get that? Yeah. Mm. And so anyway, I used to, you know, get so into when you talk about cardio. I would, I just loved going from hole to hole that pocket water right. and being like literally the water up to like an inch below the top of my waders <laughs> and the biggest smile on my face because it is such a great workout. It's so invigorating. True. You know, so the fact that I don't fish as much anymore just means that I haven't been going enough to get reminded of how much I love it. You know, <laughs> there and, you go. That's and, a good way and, to yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, but anyway. Well, let's talk about who you are now, what you do now, you know, mm-hmm. what your position is um, for Parks and Wildlife. Mm-hmm. Um, you don't have to go into too much with it if you don't want, but just kind of, um, we want to run a little bit of a timeline. Yeah. Um, um, so as far as what I do now, I work. Christy Miller. Yes. My, <laughs> my name is Christy Miller. And I've been working at Roaring Judy Fish Hatchery as a fish culturist. Um, AKA fish hatchery technician for, uh, about, I guess it's eight years, eight and a half years now. And that's crazy because time flies. Time um, fly. yeah. <laughs> and, uh, let's see before that I, I was guiding on and off for, oh, about 10 years or so. And I was pretty obsessed with fly fishing. I think, yeah, I think it was we're gonna, about We're going to get into that. Yeah, we're going to get into yeah. that. Um, but yeah, I did work actually also in the same position I have now um, in the Durango hatchery from okay. 2003 until about 2006. And I had the most amazing situation ever where I worked nine months on, had full benefits, and I got the fall off. So nice. I would like cook at elk hunting camps and stuff oh, sweet. And, and just hunt and fish. Right. So I used to do a lot of duck hunting and um, waterfowl hunting. That's what I'm talking so about. So it was pretty, it was pretty <laughs> awesome. And then they told me they were going to change my job to year round. And I was like, you know what? I think I got to go. Yeah, and so go. I actually left this permanent position and traveled for several years. And, and some of that included some great fly fishing down nice. in, so love salt water as I know Ryan does. And, um, man, Definitely. that's one of those things that I'm like, wait, how long has it been right. since I've gone now? So that's on my list to get back to. But, um, yeah. So, and then before that, the fly fishing thing is, yep. you know, that, when that started and just super, 
passionate about that. I that's mean, obsessive. Awesome. Like, yeah, we definitely. are. Right. That's yeah. what we wait, get. Wait, wait. So where are you from originally, Christy? Wisconsin. Okay. So you're from Wisconsin. Michigan. I am. And, and you know, it's funny because I tell people a lot working at the hatchery, um, I'm the one that gives up the tours there basically because I'm, I mean, after being a fly fishing guide for 10 years and then now raising fish, I could literally talk about fish for like a week straight. And so I'm the one who has the most to say, and I happen to just be a passionate person. So I like what I do in general. Um, where am I going with this? I mean, you're who <laughs> I, you're who I would want to do the tour. With. <laughs> I have no so, idea. Yeah. So I sorry. Actually, I, I have there. something to bring up. Yeah. I got to nerd out for a minute. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Again, this is we don't have to harp too hard, but I did hear from a little birdie yeah. sitting right next to me that yeah. at one point in time you were with married or oh yeah Mark Engler. That's true. He's my ex husband. I, I had to bring that up. I'm sorry, <laughs> but, um, Mark Engler is the inventor of the WD forty fly. Yeah, correct. Absolutely. Sweet. Yeah. I just I had to clear that up. I was yeah, like, man, no, that's kind of cool. I mean, Mark is just an amazing person, and I would never have anything bad to say about him. You know, people have relationships, and they do and don't work. But of course, you know, he just. I mean, the reason we ended up together is because I was just so taken aback by him, his knowledge, and his passion. And I remember uh, one of the guides that um, also guided there. He was like, "I'm so jealous of you because." You get to go out. I want to be with Mark. Andrew. I would. I would. <laughs> I want to date him. I would. Well, yeah. Or he just wanted to spend time with yeah, him. Yeah. Right. And so I would literally go on fish on his guide trips with him just because he was psyched to have me around, and I was kind of an up and coming guide. And I was. He's like, yeah, she's learning. So I would literally just spend hours. I mean, that's the funny thing is that. Well, anyway, I won't go into that. Yeah, we, we, can, we can go back if <laughs> well, we need to. But, but anyway, my point is that I've had some amazing mentors. Right. And, um, and, and I will absolutely 100% like admit that sometimes as females, we get opportunities that other people might not get. And that was being able to learn from some of these people just because I'm a girl and they might be psyched to have me around. But to Abe, <laughs> I to, get that, yeah. Yeah, so to be able to learn, right. you know. So that was just, it was wonderful. Yeah. That's awesome. I, I had to bring it up. I had to nerd yeah. out just for a minute. Well, I'm uh, happy. And he's doing great. I'm happy for him. So. That's, yeah, that yeah. sounds like it. Um, yeah. But uh, so growing up, were you into fishing? Were you into hunting and yeah, all that? Did your I family do that? I think that's where that? I was going to go. Um, yeah. So I have two older brothers and I was the, I mean, only kid in a neighborhood of 14 boys. So <laughs> that's why I've ended up the way I am, which I'm very grateful for. You know, I loved it. I'd never wanted it to be any different. Um, but we would, yeah, we would, um, go out and fish and it wasn't really because my family was passionate about it. Um, it was just cause that's something to do when you're in Wisconsin and it's right. humid in the summer and you're surrounded by literally, you know, lacrosse is on the Mississippi river and surrounded by lakes and stuff. We would go out on their flat bottom boat and we would fish. And I remember not loving it. Cause I'd be like, Oh, I got to pee, you know, <laughs> and being the only girl, but I, I was fishy from the beginning. Like I would catch the most fish. And my brother, I didn't care. Were you fly fishing? Or were no, you sp- we doing were a lot just of spin fishing? totally, yeah. it was like sunfish and stuff. Yeah, right. definitely. You know, so it was totally panfish. Fish, yeah. I didn't get into fly fishing until on my own later. And so that was like when I was about 23. Oh, nice. Yeah. Very so, cool. Yep. Oh, so you were, you were touched from the get-go. You, know, uh, you, I, you had, you I had the I believe I had the juju. <laughs> yes, I did. And I didn't care. 
care. But I, again, like I said, I just tend to be like, okay, sure. What up? You know, whatever. Right. I'll do this. If I'm going to be here, I might as well have fun. Right. So I just did embrace it. That's awesome. And, uh, but yeah. And then when getting into it on my own, I remember, so I moved to Colorado in 1993. Okay. I was 20 years old. And, um, I remember just having it just hit me in the face. Like, wait a minute, these rivers form these canyons and you know, these un- rapids, I got into rafting right. and That's I was, I was like, wait, yeah. I grew up on the Mississippi river. Like this is a river too. You know, <laughs> right. I mean, it just redefined what river meant to me. And then I saw a river runs through it, and that, I mean, that might sound cheesy, Sold but that's it. literally <laughs> what, and Brad Pitt, you know. Yeah. I mean, and it... So dreamy. It, it got me, yeah, I mean, seriously. No, but... Um, that's a hot Brad Pitt, though. That was a, that was one of the better ones. Yeah, for yeah, sure. Exactly. <laughs> and uh, that one in Legends of the Fall, you know. Uh, he, that's my favorite. <laughs> but, um, but, yeah, so that's really what got me into wanting to learn to fly fish, and because it was the art and the the zen and the just the artistic the cast basically Definitely. it was about the cast. I did me. hear you have a beautiful cast. Oh, thanks. That's yeah, coming we're, from right. When, we're, when we were first getting you on, I was like, man, Christy's got one of the smoothest strokes Aww, I've seen. And we, I remember it was up at uh, Taylor Challenge, and you were casting for the kids. Oh. And I was like, dang, that girl mm. cast. Oh, that's and nice to hear because sometimes I, sometimes I'm like, I might have lost my cast. Uh, I don't think you can lose that. Yeah, I, I think you not. can, but <laughs> I, I tell everybody, I'm like, man, but I got a, I got a shitty cast. Again, but I can, I can get it there, right. but it's a terrible looking cast. Yeah. Well, you should have seen me and Cameron on a flats boat oh, in the yeah. wind. That's, oh, that's where it comes. I was telling my husband. I mean, oh man, there's nothing more humbling than being on a flats boat in the wind, oh. <laughs> and then having the fish that you're dying, you're just having <laughs> dreams about, like tailing in front of you and you just throw the most terrible cast ever. It's just, <laughs> it just uh, doesn't unfold. You have just to crumples love it. And... Yeah. But again, well, thank you so much for that um, compliment. And again, I credit that to the people that I learned from. Right. I mean, I learned from some of the best fishermen. You know, there's so many good fishermen. What but, kind of, but honestly. What kind of mentors did you have? Do you, I mean. Well, um, you know, one of the things that stands out for me. I, the Besides, guides. I mean, obviously Mark, but I mean, but yeah. just the guides around you. The guides in general. I mean, they were my butts, you know? And right. when I first went to Alaska in 1996, I was, this, this is just, I love, this is uh, what helped me to be able to cast a tarpon, you know, right. and those big guys. Because when I showed up there, it was king, king the kings were running. Um, I mean, first we built the camp and stuff and created that, but like, the kings were running. So I literally learned to cast a fly rod with 12 weight rods right. with a, I think it was a 24 foot sink tip leader. And yeah. I mean, and then it'd be windy and then you're throwing this like, I don't know, two to three inch uh, streamer. So doing something called the duck and shuck when it's windy <laughs> and you're just literally like, cause you've I've gotten hit in the back of my head before. Oh, it'll bring tears to your eyes. It'll knock you out. I swear. And so you know, that was just such a cool way. And then the season progressed and then we, you know, so 12 weight rods, that's so awesome. <laughs> and then going down to, okay, then we go down to eights. And then of course we'd have our trout rods for the dollies and the trout. But, um, so that was really cool. But one thing that I remember, and for people listening that are like, what is wrong with my cast? <laughs> I can remember the day when I was new to, um, Duranglers down in Durango and, you know, go out with those guys, awesome guys. And I was just sitting there fishing with a couple of the other guides after, at the end of the day. And this guy named Rusty 
buddy of mine I haven't seen in years, but mm-hmm. I remember him being like, hey, nice, nice cast, but if you just stop right here. And it really, really helped me to, I'll never forgot it, that. And I passed it on to so many clients because, right. um, you know, he told me like so many people tend to do is that you want that cast to go far. And so you bring your arm down too far and, you know, to, to really end that cast, stop it high, stop it yeah. high, and then release Let it. That work. just that really, really. I was super appreciative of that, right. definitely, because he he gave me. You know, they. I guess and you as, weren't you weren't guiding at this point yet. You no, were just fishing with them. I would have that season. I was that season. Okay. I would have eventually. That was when I first got there. But um, so I don't know. I think being a female. I think he probably was more likely to offer that advice to me than maybe another guy that he might be like, oh, you know, he probably didn't want to hear what I have to say. You know what I'm saying? No, that, definitely. That makes I think it sense. can go both yeah. ways, too, because I've definitely, you know, seen girls, you know, have kind of been using guides, you know, for that. And it's been interesting to see that. And I've done that with guys, too, where I'm like, oh, I'll definitely help them out. Oh, I'll definitely help you out as a girl, too. Yeah. But then you see a different perspective from each sides and... um it's different, you right. know, it's hard getting into that and being able to teach that Yeah, and, and take, um, take that upon somebody. Right. And do you um, think, you think it was you being a woman or you think it's just, you're a highly approachable person as well? I really don't know, to be honest. I mean, I have a feeling knowing this guy, Rusty, I have a feeling he would have told anybody because I was a new guide right. and I was showing that I didn't know it all. I mean, I remember there was a girl that came in before me that literally was just had this ego. And she said, I can outfish Mark Engler with one hand tied behind my back. And everybody's like, yeah, I mean, it was ridiculous. It was ridiculous. And so I just went in going, Hey, you know what? I don't know much. I have no enough to, to help people out, but like anything that you can, that you can teach me, I will just totally take in. So yeah, maybe I was approachable. Maybe he would have said that to anybody because I think he would have, you know, those guys are great about helping out younger guides and they all started there. So I don't know, but I do know that I have gotten no question opportunity, um, to even go down there in the first place. You know, I was approached by one of the owners um of dranglers to come down because they needed a female guide and that and that has to do with you know kind of why did they need a female guide well it didn't need slash wanted you know it was just early and women have been around um for a long time but i mean even i used to do a triple take if i'd see another woman on the river and clearly that's not the case now yeah but back then it was like hey we could really expand our market if we have a female guide because you know, you you might be less intimidating for some of the clientele or especially other women to try to get women in. So right. that was why they said, hey, would you come down here? And I honestly don't know if they had a female guide before me, probably. Um, right. But it just uh, was the reason that I got invited there. Right. I wouldn't have got invited if I hadn't have been a female. So I and I definitely know that I was invited to also be a guide um, at Crest, in Crestview, that was the first place I ever got it up at Dragonfly Anglers. Um, you know, earlier I, I became obsessed with fly fishing. So I was out there a lot. So I was able to pass on knowledge to beginners. Right. Um, but I might not have been able to break into it just a couple years into fly fishing if I hadn't been a female also. Right. But then I was there and then, it's, you know, so yeah. Well, I mean, since we're talking about female guiding, mm-hmm. do you, did you ever get feedback from clients saying like, you know what, this is really cool having you as a guide you have a way different take on yeah you know fly fishing and guiding than any male guide i've had before um yeah absolutely and i you know some women would just say i want to 
I just like being with you because you uh, make me feel, feel more comfortable. But um, there's no question that I um, take a different approach. I mean, I just like like we talked about with you know ch- checking the numbers on the flow. Yeah, I just right. I see things differently. So I'm a really you can in, you I'm can a, tell I'm yeah. a really intuitive <laughs> person. Right. And so I um and I'm really into connecting with people. So when I'm out there, when I was out there on the water with people, I was. I can feel the energy of other Definitely. people and I care about it. Right. So that might be the difference is that, and I've got to say, this is the coolest thing that ever happened to me. But one of the guys, one of the guys that I got in, in Alaska, he said to me, he said, you know, I've been all over the world and I've had lots and lots and lots of guides. And he actually told me that I was the best guy he ever had. That's awesome. And that's a huge, and compliment. it was unbelievable to me, but I know the reason why. And the reason is because, I was I'm so sense I'm so sensitive to feeling what other people are feeling that I could tell what my client is wanting or not wanting and I care about it. So um when I can feel them getting restless and going, oh, "Man, the fish aren't here. Like, why don't we go somewhere else?" I would be like, "Hey, the fish aren't here. Why don't Give we go me somewhere just else?" Just a little chill there cuz <laughs> I mean that's that's how I talk exactly. about it, you know, it's the same yeah. way I feel and I think we've lost a lot of that in guides. Mm. Um, you know, because it's it's quick easy money, you know, you're on the river, you're off the river, yeah. you're done. It's cool. I'm out outdoors, I'm doing what I love, but a lot of people have lost that teaching ability that in you yeah. know, being intuitive and feeling what their clients want and being able to actually get involved um, yeah. and feel that kind of emotion right. with them. Well, and making it about the client, not about the fishing. Yeah. You know, that's really important. Yeah, uh, exactly. And, you know, there's pros and cons to that. I mean, I spent, I also taught women's fly fishing classes for a lot of years and I loved it. I loved it because... Um, I mean, I was out there going, okay, ladies, give me a break. Like you women traditionally have been like sewers and, you know, we can do that needlepoint and stuff. I mean, <laughs> I mean, so why in the heck do you think that you can't tie a fly on, you know? So how about we do this? How about we empower you to know how to do this stuff so that when you go out with your guy, you can each have a, an amazing time on your own and you're not feeling guilty because he has to interrupt his time to come over and tie your fly on and then you break it off again two minutes later (laughs) you know you can do this and so um so because I was such a teacher and I just am a teacher um I you know the downfall to that was that I didn't really get that many even after guiding for a lot of years I didn't get the clients that were really great fishermen that you could take out and be like man this guy's only guiding me or hiring me because he's got money and he can you know go out and really kill it Um, I didn't really get those people as much because I was such a good teacher. Right. And so, but that's fine. I mean, I enjoyed it, but it does get a little like, man, it'd be nice if I didn't have to just, (laughs) it always be from the very beginning every time. Right. Um, So, yeah. Oh, that's cool. So you were were particularly good with never evers and. Oh yeah. And and really good with kids. Right. And, uh, but I mean, I guided tons of men, (laughs) you know, way more men. Um, Of course, like in Alaska, I mean, you know, guys would, I would get guys that would say, you know, they had to be open. They wouldn't even get playing with a chick. Right. And, uh, so the, the guys that, that own fly shops or that own these guide businesses, I mean, they're like their personality, they're really good at interpreting people. So they're not going right. to put, they want the client to have a good day. So they're going to put them with the person that fits them. But best. I would sometimes, so if it, I definitely had clients that would be like, all day you could tell they were closed. And so we didn't have a great day because they were just like, 
everything's my fault. Of course, they're going right. to say you that. You got to blame the guy. <laughs> you always right. blame the guy. But like, but but then I'd have guys that would be like, you know, all of a sudden we're bringing kings in and they're just like, oh, well, we, we weren't sure about you, but now we can see you really know what you're doing. And I love that they admitted that right. to me, that they were like, yeah, we weren't sure about you, but now look, we're catching fish and now we're just having fun. And, That's and that awesome. was, yeah, it was really cool. I mean, yeah. So can we go back to Alaska yeah. a little bit? Yeah. Um, where were you at in Alaska? So I was on a river called the Konektak, okay. um, which is about a hundred miles south of Bethel, basically complete West coast, right on the Bering Sea. Of course. So this river was, um, when I first worked at the camp, just as a camp hand, um, that was, so first I worked there as a camp hand and that's when I talked about learning to cast. And that was in 1996 and, uh, Alaska West. I don't know if I mentioned that, but um, and that camp was half a mile upstream from the mouth of the Bering Sea. When I went back in 01 and I guided, um, that, and again, like, I feel like, again, opportunity to go back to the place I learned to cast a fly rod and then guided five years later. I know that's cause I was, that I'm a female, you know, I mean, I do know that I got that opportunity five years after learning because I had the experience, um, but also because, you know, they wanted to crack into that market, but, right. um, so when I went back the second time, we were seven miles upstream from the mouth of the Bering Sea. So it was a really amazing experience because we could drive our jet boats. I had a jet boat. Did you did you get a six pack license and all that? No, or you at didn't. The time you didn't didn't, do? didn't yeah. need it. I don't even know if they do. Uh, I don't even really. Yeah, no. If just it was here's just a jet too small, boat, go for it. Yeah, I don't know <laughs> if it was just too small. I don't know yeah. what the requirements are for why you do and don't need it. But yeah, we didn't then. Um, and I just you know I was coordinated enough being a chick that grew up with all these boys that I could drive those jet boats with those and those motors that you'd yeah. you know the jet I mean oh I wrecked the jet boat I love <laughs> oh I loved it but you wrecked the jet boat oh yeah <laughs> well, I, so I I've worked up I gravel. worked up the Queetlet River just oh, uh, nice. just above where you guys were oh, okay um and I wrecked some jet and boats you were working on fish population stuff right yeah mm-hmm. yeah I was doing salmon conservation mm-hmm. but anyways it's not about me um but yeah. yeah I know jet boats it's fun yeah run. I've definitely sucked some gravel up <laughs> and, and have been and you know you have humbling moments I mean the thing that was so I only guided there one year and um I think you know the main reason for me is that I like variety I like to try things I like to prove to myself that I can do it um I also like bugs. And so the reason I'm a bug geek, like, you know, you're talking about being a geek. And um, I just knew that I wanted to experience that and see if I could do it and see that I could do it. And I just knew that my passion was where the bugs hatch and where they're actually eating bugs. And you're not tying flies that look like rotting salmon flesh, <laughs> yeah, right. you know, but, um, but so I, was, I, I was curious of that too, you know, just yeah. kind of, um, just to stick on Alaska for a minute, yeah, yeah. um, if that's all right. Yeah. Um, you know, I mean, what, what were you normally fishing? I mean, you said you obviously started with a 12 weight and then kind of work your way down, but yep. a lot of nymphing or swinging bugs or. I mean, no, no, not bugs. You're swinging right. meat. You're, <laughs> well, you're swinging streamers. Right. Okay. So basically, um, I still call them bugs. Yeah. 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 I gotcha. Okay. Me. Yes. So we, just, we I, I categorize it just bugs or fly fishing bugs. Yeah. Bugs or and I guess the reason bugs. why yeah. I wouldn't say bugs, um, is because these are, so we would, our earliest clients would come in May and it was King season. Right. Um, so we were basically fishing really high water and we would try to take them into these side sloughs so that you could, you know, hold the boat, literally sometimes standing there holding the boat, um, so that they could cast. And, um, 
so these fish are coming in from the ocean. Right. So these, what we're throwing, they're imitating little fish. Yeah. You know, they're basically, these fish were all Trying all to carnivores. get an aggressive strike. Yeah. And yeah. so what we would always do is we would always be like, okay, look, your number one goal here is to make sure that you go home with a box of fish. Right. You don't want to go home empty handed. You know, you have to have proof that you did a good <laughs> job in Alaska. And you want to have that experience because right. fishing for salmon is why you're here. And so once we got that, like, okay, whew, your box is full. Can right. you just relax? And now let's go fish for rainbows. Right. And I mean, that sounds crazy because now I raise rainbows um, and salmon are so phenomenal. So we would still fish for salmon. But the thing is that these rainbows in Alaska are so special. They're so phenomenal. They're wild. And they have the brightest, most amazing leopard spots and that bright really fat they almost look like a steelhead right. i mean they're so gorgeous and then there's dolly varden so we would basically be like look you've done this and this is really cool we've been catching these but. salmon but then we would turn our boat around and then we would row these jet boats like a drift boat yep. and we would be fishing for um rainbows and then we were basically nymphing yeah. with a rig that had like a egg pattern and a piece of a flesh fly right, that exactly. looks like rotting salmon flesh. And so then they would, they would just go, Oh my, wow. So, you know, <laughs> this is really different. cool too. Yeah. So it was cool that they were able to get that whole experience of everything. And they didn't know they were going to probably get that. They would, they were just thinking salmon and we're like, but let's show you what we yeah, do at right. night. Let's show you at night what we do because we would guide for 10 hours and then we would have, an hour to take a shower and then we'd have hors d'oeuvres and then we'd have dinner, you know, awesome chef. And then at nine at night after we had our guide meeting, then we'd go fishing. Right. And so, but it never gets dark. So yeah. you, and I was <laughs> exactly. in my 20s. So you can stay up till three <laughs> yeah. drinking beers after. That's what I was going to ask next. Oh, next, yeah. You know, I'm sure there's tons of antics going on. Oh, yeah. I mean, super characters and, and oh, just, yeah. yeah, partying every night and then getting up in the morning and doing it all the next day. Yeah. And always That's got to be weird not having night though you know and just partying yeah all that's night. why you don't really need to sleep <laughs> yeah. Night in yeah. Quotes. yeah i remember and and you might remember this too ryan but i remember in august and i don't remember the date maybe it was mid-august but i can remember you know it was like 3 30 in the morning and looking up probably going out to pee because i drank too many beers <laughs> right. you know and looking up and going wow there's the, the stars like you forget that the stars exist right because it's always dusk yeah and then all of a sudden by like maybe late august you remember that there are stars and that's <laughs> right. really cool because we would go through these unbelievable times of being out there you know everybody after dinner fishing the gravel bar i mean it's so special it's yeah. so fun it's like ridiculously cool and um and there'd be literally the most unbelievable triple rainbow that you ever see in your life you know so you see a lot of rainbows but you don't see a lot of stars what's <laughs> right what's a triple rainbow what do you three mean by that? rainbows. Three rainbows. She's hooking up on. No, no, I'm talking <laughs> about rainbows in the sky. Oh, I got like, you. I was like, <laughs> it's just I was like what? Yeah, rainbow. I was talking about the sky. I, I mean, got you now. So it's, I was like, it's you so, gotta explain that one. It's I'm, so rainy. Yeah, it's, you know, right yeah, over my head. Well, rainy. yeah, yeah. Well, no, yeah, yeah we didn't fish. With What's three a rainbow? Flies. Never seen one. Yeah, so they, but they're so vibrant and they're so amazing. So it's a special place. It's yeah, a, definitely. It's just incredibly special. But I'm really grateful to that place, and I think I know that the guy that I worked for up there, I know. At the end of the summer, it was really interesting. He said something to me that really was surprising to me. He's just like, well, sorry you didn't have fun this summer. And I remember, huh? and I still haven't talked to him about it. I'm going up there next month with my family, actually. And we're going to see him, and I know I'll talk to him about it. But 
it was just a different ball game for me to go in as a campaign and be like the most laid back, whatever I'm learning. And then to go back as a guide, I just wasn't as laid back. I was like, this is business. Yeah, I need yeah. to do a good job. A I, you know, I was like under the gun. I was, you know, there was a guy that worked there that was like, look, there's a little bit of stress involved with that. And yeah, just make sure that you can do a good job. Yeah. I just wanted, so I did have a great time, but <laughs> I think I came across to him as, I didn't, but I did. Huh. I was just, I, I took it seriously. Yeah, right. Um, you know, and, and there are the people that are like, I don't know what you're doing here, little missy, but this is a big boys club and you, you know, really? this is for the big boy. Oh, yeah. Mm. Yeah, there was one guy that I worked with. You know, and Client he's a nice guy. Client or guide you worked with? It was, yeah, he was like a management type dude. But yeah, he was just kind of like, this is for the, this separates the men from the boys. And um, I'm clearly not one of those. But um you know, and it was okay because, you know, he knew that I got hired as a guide, but, um, I, he was like, you shouldn't be here. Huh. And, um, it was okay because I did a great job and, and you didn't, I, and you obviously did that, did that even remotely take you down an notch? You're like, screw you. I do belong here. Well, yeah, it, it did. It intimidated me. And I was like, so, you know, that, this experience, that experience, like to me is the biggest example of the difference between fear and courage, you know, they right. say that courage is not the lack of fear. It's having fear and pressing on anyway. And so that to me is exactly what I had to have every day because, um, because I was scared shitless. I mean, right. I was, I mean, not, I wasn't scared, but I was like, it's, had to constantly talk to myself going, you can do this right. because you know, there were people that, that thought that and just kind of, there are always people that kind of want you to fail. Right. Um, and so I, um, I, I basically kept going forward and, you know, I didn't get to guide at first. And then there was this guy that got hurt and, uh, from some of the shenanigans <laughs> and, uh, and then, you know, I was working every day to, um, fish every as much as I can take in as much information as I could from the guides. And then one day my boss was like, Hey, you're up he's hurt. You need to, you ready? And I was like, yep, I'm ready. You know, and I went in and I screwed up and I didn't screw up, but everybody did. Right. You know? And so it was, it was really cool, but it was interesting that he didn't think I had a good summer. I did, but I was like, I was serious. Yeah. You were, it was business. I had my game face on. And so I was like, maybe he didn't have as much fun with me because I wasn't as lighthearted right. as I was before. You just right. perceived it a different way than yeah. you were taking so it. So anyway, I'd be interested to talk to him about that, but, um, yeah, I'd like to hear that. kind of yeah. that too. Yeah. It's crazy going down the list. I mean, you're just, you're answering the questions as, mm -hmm. as we go. I mean, is that intuition? Those are some of the hurdles you have right? to face. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> some of those hurdles you had to face obviously with guides and a little bit with clients. You talked about that a little bit. Mm -hmm. Um, what kind of clients did you face day to day? You know, what were these clients? Where were they coming from? Or, I mean, are, do they fish all the time? Are they all over? Well, or? it depends on where you're talking about. So if you're talking about Alaska, yes, yes, you, you're talking about Alaska. Yes, okay. still in Alaska. Um, these guys were, when I say guys, mostly guys. They were definitely women. I had one woman. It was awesome. I mean, basically, to answer your question, these people are, they generally have money yeah. because um, they- it's It takes a lot of- yeah, It takes exactly. a lot. I had, the, so in general, they had money. Um, but they were passionate, like this was for the serious fishermen. That was like the tagline right. of this place. It was a fly fishing camp. Yeah. We built the camp, um, you know, the, all the, uh, platforms right. were there, but we would have structures. to, yeah, we would have to put up the weatherport tents mm -hmm. and the whole camp. And so these are people that are, it's, it's set, they would say for the serious fishermen, yeah. you know, so they would come out there and they'd fish all day and then we'd fish at night. 
I mean, they were tying their own flies. They were serious. But then you get people that just had the money and were looking for a cool experience. Um, But I remember having this one, there was this one uh, couple. And they're the only ones that stood out that were different from all the other clients and that they weren't those people. They were the people that saved probably for years. They were on an elder hostel trip and they were doing everything pretty um, they're actually from Colorado. Huh. And, uh, I mean, remember one of the most gratifying days I've had is, was taking those two down. Um, he was really serious. She was just kind of like, well, she was into it too, but, um, he was a little too serious. <laughs> and then, and then she was like, um, Oh, this is just amazing. She just really took it all in. And I, re- I remember that I was rowing this jet boat and, and I, um, got she got into this rainbow that was big and it was like this is a really nice fish and um and i'm back paddling just going oh i've got to get it because i think it was hung up and we ended up landing that fish and i mean her husband was actually like not psyched for her he was he was kind of like that (laughs) should be my fish you know like i know that and so anyway and and that's another story about men and women and and couples sometimes um but anyway um landing that for her and getting that photo and then having she actually wrote me a poem um she was like wow yeah i mean it was just really cool yeah, like it yeah, meant definitely. so much to and her. it means a lot to you when yeah. something like that happens it was really you, cool you change i mean you change somebody's world by that happening yeah um and that's yeah. a good feeling to have it was really good out there yeah. I, don't, yeah I don't think i've ever had a guest on that's giving me chills so <laughs> yeah much right i know i keep like just <laughs> like, whoa oh, yeah. the heart oh man <laughs> And then, you know, and then I, another thing that was just incredibly powerful was I remember, you know, so this river, I had no idea. I mean, I stumbled onto this. Like this river, when I went up there in 96, this is the river that the guys that are the biggest um, reps of like Sage and Sims and, you know, the biggest reps in the country, right. they go there. Right. So I got to meet all these awesome guys that were like, oh, wait. So I stumbled upon this place where not only can you, I think one of the only places in Alaska where you can catch all five species of salmon on a fly. Right. So you can get a grand slam yep. on a fly. Like a lot of places they don't fly fish for them. You know, I just stumbled into this. And so I got the experience of like guiding a grandson who literally had prostate cancer and his grand, a, a grand grandfather and his grandson that, um, that both got a grand slam in the same day, wow. you know, and to have that experience, <laughs> wow. you know, was just so, oh, it's incredible. so incredible. And so again, you can tell in everything I'm talking about is that generally the people that they would put me with were the people that, that like wanted that kind of stuff that right. wanted that, like, man, isn't this amazing? You know, aren't we just, let's just slow down and look around and, right. and yeah, we're going to catch fish. Absolutely. Right. Well, but and like, it just seems like they, they felt that out of you too. You mm-hmm. know, they could give you those people and that you would take care of. Yeah. Them. And I didn't get the guys that were like looking at me going, yeah. I can't believe she's guiding, <laughs> you know, because it wouldn't have served either one of us. Yeah. Right. You know? Um, but I did get one. It was really fun that, and they would never do this for, I just got lucky because there was this female client and she had the money. She was like, look, I spent the money to get here. I want Christy all week. And she and I just, she and I got, I got to go with her all week and it was so cool. Like I wish I could keep, have kept in touch with some of these people, but, but it was just great because we had that kind of experience together. And he's like, well, my boss was like, I don't really do this, but I mean, that's what she wants. So that's what she's going to get. She's paying the money. And that was really cool because we just had those moments together. We would drive up these, um, so after we caught our salmon and we were looking for the 
rainbows and the dollies. We would drive up what we called schnittily channels. <laughs> you know, you have your weird speak about where yeah, you are. Of course. So we'd be like going Lingo. up the schnittily channels going like, you need to pay attention. Like you need to keep your speed and you need to like, it's, you're basically feeling your way through here up these small. Yeah. This is how I wreck It was really books. fun. Yes, exactly. <laughs> so she and I got to do that and, um, and you know, and we're literally throwing mouse patterns. <sighs> Man. I mean, just, yeah. So, so I'm really like that had a huge impact on me and that was only one year, you know? So I spent way more time down here, but clearly that had a, a big impact. Oh, definitely. And, yeah. and you can tell, I mean, you can tell your passion out it's of that special. place and how, yeah. yeah, what it meant to you. And the fact that, but you know, that being said, I knew that I didn't want to live there and you know, for years because it's so far away. And I knew that I wanted to get back to the bugs because I was like entomology, right. man. I mean, it's like right. we're matching the hat, you know? So that so was where there we are at Duranglers, <laughs> yeah. right? Uh-huh. So that brought you back. I came back actually to Crested Butte okay. and I worked at Dragonfly. Um, and then I got kind of stolen away from by Duranglers and not stolen, but you know, they offered me yeah. a position and it was one of the guys that I worked with up in Alaska that was now a rep that was like, Hey, you know, those guys are, they're the real deal. The rivers down there, are unbelievable. The San Juans are some of the most beautiful mountains in Colorado. I really think you should consider this. And so I did. So I went down there and it's funny cause I always said, you know, I never really meant to leave Crested Butte cause clearly it's why I'm back. It's where my heart has always belonged and I always wanted to settle, but I got lured down there and then I, um, got to work on the San Juan, um, below Navajo dam. Nice. And that's, just, so I've just, you know, gotten to fish in some of these unbelievable and, places. And with that's, unbelievable a, that's guides. an interesting place too. I mean, you're going from a place where you're swinging meat, you know, mm -hmm. or you're swinging flesh flies well, actually, the, to the San yeah. Juan. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Actually. Well, no, what I was going to say is I, I went the first season I went I came back to Crested Butte, then I went down to Duranglers, okay, gotcha. and then I went to Alaska. Gotcha. So I guided at first a season at Duranglers and, okay. and down in basically mostly on the San Juans, which How is in New Mexico. Yeah, guide for Duranglers. Uh, let's see. So that was probably like 02 to 06, I'd okay. say. Um, but then once I got a job at the hatchery down there, I was only, I was really teaching more um, the women's fly fishing classes I was guiding as well but you know there I preferred to to fish um, I really liked fishing the creeks because they're so special up in the mountains so I would try to get up um, and everyone wants to go right to the the wand you know yeah. and fish Texas and, and we called that like our, the bread and butter basically yeah. it's like that's the bread and butter of of the business down there because that's it's just phenomenal it's unbelievable the right. amount of fish per square oh, mile yeah. is unbelievable and so i just feel really blessed to have learned from all these people that i learned from and to have i remember when i you know went back up to alaska and i was fishing on i think it was the russian river and i was applying stuff that i had learned you know from mark like on the the tailwaters and going oh you got to watch that fish eat you know you can't just right you can't just look, watch your indicator. Yeah. No, you're not watching. Like you can have that in your peripheral, but you're watching the fish. And, and that applied, you know, with flesh flies that I tied up in the Russian river. So, um, the San Juan's amazing. And, uh, you know, but when you're a place like that, you're going, it's almost like the salmon in Alaska. You're going, okay, we'll fish the San Juan, you know, because, but there's other stuff, but right. like, if yeah. you really want a cool experience, let's go fish for some cutthroats up in the yeah. mountains on right. a little Creek. And so I would, and, and, you know, coming back here eventually, um, I, I really like taking people to creeks because in my opinion, 
that is one of the best places. If you can find a creek that doesn't have too many trees all around, you can, you can teach a person all, every single fundamental that they need to know about their cast, their presentation, you know, paying attention, seeing, being and, present right. so that you and can see the strike and all the while they're catching fish. They're catching fish. Exactly. And so at least seeing fish as well, you know, you're they're seeing missing. Fish. Yeah, lots exactly. Of fish. Missing lots of fish. <laughs> yeah. But they're <laughs> but that, getting but more opportunities. You, that's how you learn too. Yeah, you know, absolutely. you got to fail a lot to be yeah. able to succeed. Right. And but you get a lot of shots. Too, yeah, exactly. Which is great. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, and you know, the evolution of all of our knowledge, I think is so cool because I remember like I was talking about the tailor when I first had that aha moment when I just was like, Oh, I bet I could see that fish looking up. Um, I remember when I learned in Alaska and they were telling me about fishing with dries and they would be like, oh yeah, you float them on the surface. And I was like, wait, what do you mean they look up? Right. You know? And why, why wouldn't, because I learned from swinging. So yeah, that made course. sense to me. Like if it's in their nose in front of their face, that makes sense. Right. But why would they look up? You know? So when I had that aha moment, like on the tailor in that pocket water, that was just a great learning experience. And then when I got to the point years later, um, where I actually felt really comfortable on the Gunnison and going, it was because of what I learned on the San Juan. Right. Because on the San Juan, it is so wide. Oh, definitely. And, and it looks like it's just a wide river. Right. It's just but, one huge but what river. I what With from no those, structure. Yeah. Or... yeah, what I learned from all those amazing guides down there is that there are so many nuances and you're looking for this riffle drop and for that, you know, mm -hmm. so you're looking for all those little, and those are the things I taught people in my classes is like, you know, it's not just that big hole. Right. Like you need to look and see that there's a place that that fish can find a little bit of you gotta fish from the current. The 10% of the water, yeah. right? you know, that nobody wants to fish yeah. or nobody thinks And to that's fish. what's cool about the San Juan is you sit there and go, oh, they're in that spot. It's like, no, every 10 feet is a spot. Right. I mean, there there's so many riffle drops there that um so you learn a lot about like where fish live and um yeah i just feel really grateful and you know happy about the way it all went and basically i just love to uh go like oh where can i go next and what can i do and one door leads to another door and it was just really cool the way it all builds on each other right yeah um but yeah this i mean on the san juan it's so varied you know you've got there's just places that people don't know about there everybody goes to these certain places but there's yeah the back bowls i mean there's <laughs> just like, like i can't bring up too much uh, yeah there's just like this <laughs> We're not asking you raging <laughs> there's just this raging water and then there's that water that's so subtle that you know like mark would always tell me if you don't watch that fish you're gonna miss it every right. time because it just sucked in that midge and spit it out before you even it didn't even move your exactly indicator right. and so if you're not paying attention to the fish and that was what was fun to learn that trick was to actually you know when you say to your client there and they don't believe you and they don't yeah, listen to you. And you're right. like, look, just next time I say that, will you listen? Yeah. And when they listen, <laughs> I've and told then, that story so many yeah, times on this then, podcast. Yes. And then when, when they have a fish on and you're like, and they you look go. at you like you're some sort of wizard. Well, like you hired me, you know, <laughs> right. I know what I'm doing. But it's because you were watching the fish. Yeah. Right. Exactly. And they're just going, oh, and, and that's when they learn to trust you. I mean, it's that whole, yeah. it's the, it yeah, definitely it's is a journey of a day. I mean, there is a there is a certain degree of trust, and not even a certain degree. There's a lot of trust that comes along with the client guide relationship. You know, they have to trust you not only that you're going to catch some fish or to listen yeah. to you, and you will catch fish, but also that uh, you're going to get them down the river alive. Yeah, you know? yeah. So there is quite a bit of trust there yeah. with the client and the guide. Yeah, um, and you know that actually reminds me of something that. Um, so floating, 
float fishing and uh, throwing streamers with my buddies is, which we need to do, um, like one of my favorite things in the oh, world. So much fun. And uh, I, I learned pretty quickly, at least in Colorado, like I don't like to get out of a boat. And the reason for me is that I want to give them that experience that we've been talking about, which is to teach them. And I just felt like it's so kind of like, oh, man, I'm trying to tie on a fly while I'm, you know, trying to keep the oars between my legs, and, you know, or like under my knees. And right. um, and I just it took away from, from the experience for me. Um, I'd rather go do it with my buds than have to do it along. And, you know, probably I would have. Maybe that would have changed if I stuck with it, but right. I just found that for me, like the walk waiting was more of a connected, I'm gonna, you're going to take away more right. from me. Okay. So I'm going to jump in and play host here. <laughs> yeah, go for um, it. I, I, I'm assuming I know what's coming. <laughs> but. So obviously Cameron, you're, 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 you, most of your guiding is done 90% from a raft. Yes. Um, do you, how do you agree or disagree? You know, if I... I was just thinking about it. if I could have a client for a couple of days, it might be different. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've, I've had that, you know, where I have a client for maybe two or three days, same guy, one guy, you know, and mm-hmm. I like to get them on the boat first. I like to teach them about the water, you know, while we're floating down and teach them little pockets and where to look for fish. Cause you can cover a lot of ground Yeah, yeah. and there's a lot of opportunity while floating. Um, like I said, you cover so much ground that, you know, even if you miss a fish here, there's another hole coming right up, you know, and I do a lot of teaching off the boat before mm-hmm. we get even get in the boat, you know, Hey, this is what we're looking for. We're working on this. We're going to do this mend, you know, oh, which is a great and then idea. as we're going down, you know, we have opportunities where we can stop and, you know, work on it. I got to stop real quick. Let me work on that cast. Yeah. Oh, let's work on this mend a little bit. Let me show you how to do it. And then if I can, you know, if I have that, like I said, if I have them for a couple of days, then I might, Hey, let's go do some walkway. And there's a great spot. That's been really good. You know, we can apply yeah. a lot of this to, you know, I, I almost do it and it, it can go vice versa too, you know, where you take them walk waiting, then put them on a boat. And when you stop that boat and go, look, treat this as if we're walk waiting right now, yeah. we're anchored up, fish this hole, just as if we were walk waiting. So it can go both ways. Um, it is very hectic on a boat. There's a lot going on. <laughs> yeah, you can yeah. see people get flustered really quick yeah. because you're doing stuff, you're rowing, you know, you're trying to tie knots, you're dodging rocks. You're, oh, don't follow the boat. You're grabbing people, you know, you're, <laughs> you're, you're doing a lot of babysitting at one point in time. And it's, it's definitely hard to manage. Um, but the boat is my bread and butter. Yeah, yeah. It's just, you know, and it's one of those things where it's just like, this is how I like to do it. I like to, I like the drift. I like being able to teach that drift out of the boat. And I get a lot out of working the boat, mm-hmm. you know, where I'm putting them in these spots and I'm, you know, oh, working that boat behind an eddy and be like, all right, see that little pocket across there. Here's what you need to do. High stick oh, yeah, this. Yeah and, yeah. yeah. and you're covering water. Like I really right. feel like if I had maybe not just guided in the summer, you know, if it yeah. wasn't so seasonal and I was like not sort of later, in my career, if you will, um, I probably would have become the same way. Yeah. I have a feeling because it's kind of like what I was talking about with like the courage and stuff. I mean, it was, you know, it's, it's intimidating, but like, all you got to do is just keep doing it, right. Yeah, you know? And so, I yeah, t- I think I tell since I didn't you know, have a boat, yeah. you know, then I didn't get as comfortable, Definitely, but right. a man, I love being on a boat and oh, I just so have a feeling fun. that it probably would have changed. And it I'd, I'd love to take you on the boat evolved. and go fish with Absolutely. you. That'd be awesome. Let's go. Um, I tell a lot of people, you know, being guiding out of a boat is like, you know, it's 
the boat's on fire, you're on fire, right. everything's on fire. And you have you know? to like, <laughs> it's that. like You're just, I mean, it's very hectic. Right? Yeah, and you have to like that. And that's the yeah. thing is I think I come to this place, I come from this place of like the kind of the spiritual, like the Zen side to it, you of know, course. like that, that let's connect with nature kind of thing. And I right. think for me, like I wasn't, it wasn't filling that need for me as much out of a boat, maybe because I don't thrive on that kind of like, like clearly you like having like right. a bunch of balls in the air at the same time. Yeah. And a lot of people do, <laughs> yeah. you know? And so you either, I think I could have gotten better at that, but right. I think that for me, I just recognized that my strengths came out right. when I was actually walking with people. Exactly. Yeah. Well, and, and just like anything else, being on a boat, guiding on a boat, it slows down. It, yeah, it's not always frantic. It does slow down. As it's you get it's better a lot easier. Like I said, I mean, if I could have a dream day or dream two days, it'd be with one person, yeah. you know, where I can work really hard yeah. on everything they need focused on and teach them and have that experience because you get two people on a boat and it's like, you don't get to learn a lot about that person in the back of the boat. Right. Yeah. You know, you're not watching them all day. And yeah, so, it's different. and then they want to switch sides, you know, Oh, let me get up front. And you're like, Oh, now everything's <laughs> going to be completely different yeah. because you've been fishing in the right. back of the boat for four hours yeah. and you get up front. And so that's really tough to have two people in there doing it. But if you can nice make it one. work, yeah, yeah, one is great. And I remember one of the most disappointing float days I had, because I did get out of a boat here and there, but um, was when I did get one of those clients that could fish. Right. You know, I mean, this guy had like four rods and he had like a nymph rod and he had a streamer rod and he had a dry rod and an extra one, you know, and, right. and he could cast. And, and then it was just a really tough fishing day. And it was right. such a bummer because I'm like, finally, I get one of these get guys. get a stick in the boat. I, I yeah. got a stick in the boat. Exactly. And then... Um, and then fishing just wasn't very good. Right. It's and, usually how it goes. And He's like, damn, I needed it to be good today. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, I think that another interesting, I don't know if this is the way it is, I'm just me, but I think the difference between men and women too could be that, you know, I sat there and was like, man, what did I do wrong? Why wasn't it good? I mean, we caught a fish, so you know the classic jinx is that, or, you know, just... You got to fish bummer. right off the bat. Yeah. Right off the bat. We get in the <laughs> boat like, and he catches a fish a like yeah. immediately. Like, and he's like, heck, hell yeah. Like this is, like, wow, you, this you is going to be good. Seen this yeah. long and then enough, literally apparently. I don't think he caught another fish. <laughs> uh, and it was just a tough day. And I sat there and was like, man, what did I do wrong? Whereas I think, you know, I don't, I'm, I don't want to generalize too much, but I, I feel like guys tend to be like, you know, Oh, it was the client or it was the water or it was the, you know, it wasn't just wasn't a good fishing day or I don't know, or they make up numbers and <laughs> they say they <laughs> killed it or whatever. But like, you know, cause people, I just am not a numbers person. Right. I always hated it when people would go, Oh, how, how's we've, it been? You we've know? done some podcasts about numbers recently. Yeah. yeah. Have you? yeah. <laughs> yeah. And you know, it's just a class. We're, we're not numbers guys either. I think one of the things apparently. that, you know, I mean, I think you would agree, Cameron, you know, about this is that, um, I, try not to say ask people like how it's going even yeah. because it no, might not be going and well you don't them. know how they per are perceiving it right. you know they yeah. might have never fished before a day in their life yeah and they catch three fish and like that was the best day yeah. ever but you ask them and then some you know something else might come out or you know who knows? Well, and I'm talking about asking people in another boat. Right. You know oh, what I mean? I gotcha. That's what yeah, I'm talking yeah, about. Yeah. Like I could ask my people, yep. but when you say, Oh, how's it going for you guys? You know, they could be like, Oh, we're killing great, it. Man. And they're not yeah, really, right. but then they just made your clients feel like, exactly. Oh, it's not very good for us. Yeah. But like you Must said, their perception. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. So anyway, um, it's just interesting. I just feel like women tend to 
blame themselves more or think it's them. No, as, I, and guys tend to be like, oh, it's, I'm sure it's not me. It's I, I heard else. a great, like, <laughs> well, it's never been my fault when the fishing's bad. I heard a great kind of <laughs> So we could probably and, both go a little more towards the middle. <laughs> and it was basically about, you know, and I think I'm very hard on myself when I'm on the river, especially guiding, you know, mm-hmm. I'm, and so this kind of taken into what you're saying, but you know, I'm not out there, um, competing against other guides every day. Yeah. And a lot of people think that, Oh, I got to be better than that guy. Yeah. You know, that guy's catching more fish than me. I have to be better than him. But the way I've, you know, this quote was basically like, look, I'm not competing against them. I'm competing against myself every right, day. Right. I need to be better. I need to do this. And some days you have off days. I've, yeah. I've finally realized that, you know, yeah. and I haven't been guiding for long, you know, eight years. And it's like, but it takes a while to realize, you know, like it's an off day. Yeah. You know, we're doing everything right. The bugs are right. Yeah. It's just off. Thank you. Um, well, and that's the difference I think between that's sort of wisdom and maturity. So, you know, you've got the young guys that are just going to always act like oh, everything's great and I'm killing it. And, and then the older guys, you know, they're going to be more like, I don't need to ask you, or, I don't need to say how we did, or I don't need to throw numbers yeah. out or I, you know, don't even need to ask you how you're doing. I mean, it just depends on maturity because some people could be 50 and they're <laughs> some still people, having to You don't even have to say egos. anything and they come by and tell you what's, exactly. what's going on. And you're like, exactly. dude, I didn't even ask, yeah. you know, yeah. I don't care and, that and much. And then there's, you know, that wisdom of being like, hey, we're all in this together, bro. Yeah, I mean, come we're on. We're all out there doing the same thing, trying to make money and put people on right. fish and yeah. teach somebody how to do something right. cool. And we've talked about that too. Yeah. It's not just about, it's not just about the guide life. You know, it's not just about the fishing. It's also about... The experience. The experience. Yeah. And, you know, maybe if they come out of there with a two-fish day, but they learned a little bit about the river, a little bit about Mother Nature. Oh, yeah. I call it a victory, you know? Definitely. Well, and to me, I mean, my goal was always, and I would tell my people this, and, uh, you know, I, well, of course, I would try to ask them what they wanted to get out of the day, but I would basically give them my spiel, and that was like, my goal is that when you leave here today, you can go fly fishing. Yes. You know, other guides will flat out tell but you and that that's, might not be their goal and that's tough well exactly right. and when that's, that's not their goal that's really hard well right exactly so i like to ask them that because yeah. i like to know what it do took, you want to get out it of took it? enough years you know years to figure that out of like that would be a good idea to ask huh. or, you know <laughs> yeah. or, or what you, like what do you want out of this trip or like i said yeah. intuitively i could just tell but like i never really liked and that goes again back to a good like shop owner slash you know outfitter that knows who they should put you with right. because when i did get the guys that were like point. we want to catch a lot of fish and big fish i'd be like hmm. you know well i mean <laughs> like hopefully but you know right. you might not have a great you know maybe yeah. you're not going to come out so then you should go with the numbers guy right who's yeah. gonna put you in the you know i don't like to dredge and so i'm not you know I, there's amazing fishermen on the gunnison that i'm not <laughs> i don't tend to catch huge fish Um, at least around here, because I don't like to fish really deep and I like to be more interactive with the fish. And so, you know, if they want, they might want a different guide, you know, who's going to be like, look, it's about where the fish live most of the time, what they're eating most of the time. Um, so yeah, anyway. Um, I guess to go back, I, I, like, I, I meant I like to, to dredge. Yeah, <laughs> well, and, and you have and he you likes catch to chuck big fish. Me. Yeah, and he I loves like, to chuck me. And that's just, me. you know, I mean, I just came from like, it's just so funny to, um, you know, the different theories. Like, I mean, the guys down in Durango that I fished with, you know, they're pretty purists. Like, they don't nymph. Yeah. It's just like, look, you don't nymph out of a boat. No, you are either throwing drives or you're throwing streamers. And I, I love that, you know. And, and that just, 
And see, I almost think throwing streamers is worse than nymphing. I'm like, I'd rather nymph than throw a streamer yeah, sometimes. So it's just it depends on the day. It's but. interesting that, you know, the di- Yeah, the Whatever. dynamic it's with all, different people. Well, I mean, yeah. you, there's the no reason between all these different fish. Yeah, and there's no reason for us to judge, yeah. really you know, cool. and be like, you're doing it wrong. Well, you're and doing that's it one wrong. thing I didn't love about that. It's just like, come on, right. give me a break. Do what you love doing. Yeah, exactly. As long as you're on the river enjoying it, who cares what you do? I've been, I mean, we've talked about it a little bit, but. Going back, this kind of circles back around, but you on the tailor talking about throwing dries and, you know, being able to do that. I've been, I like to tease them up, you know, that's what yeah. I like calling it. Hey, like if, even if they're not eating them, if we're not seeing them eating dries, like let's try teasing yeah. one up, you know, let's throw some yeah. dries and get them to come up. Yeah, and, and there's eat. a hell of a yeah. skill set. In oh that. yeah, definitely. Well, it's, and, it's tough. And to, to just clarify, not to say that those guys down there don't nymph. Yeah. What I mean is out of a boat. Right. You know, because that's like, we're talking... And and I mean out of a boat on a regular free flowing yeah, river. Right. Obviously, they're gonna throw nymphs out on the San Juan, right. you know, because they're eating midges. Right. But like, um, but I'm talking about like a free flowing river, yeah. like the Animus. Yeah. Um, so I just had to clarify. Did you that, did you but. guide it all on the Animus? Yeah, yeah. So yeah, a decent amount on the Animus, and always walk waiting. I've never fished the Animus ever. I've it's heard it's awesome. great. Yeah, it's an amazing river. It's pretty wild because I mean that's where I learned to row. And there's so many rocks in that yeah, river. Yeah, it's a burly river. I loved it. And learning to row from those guys was super fun. And um, I remember the first time I got on the oars, there was literally, it was a section that had like hardly any rocks and I hit the one, you know. <laughs> and I remember my buddy being like, that was the one rock. And how did you hit it? And But I learned how to really maneuver so well because of, I mean, there's just these oh, technical. It's, just, it's a yeah. super so techie cool. stretch of river, no doubt about yeah, it. Yeah, it's, it's really, it's it's really special right. for sure. And the upper animus is like really. Burly, yeah. And right? I never, I never floated that. Um, that's definitely a rafter section. Right. You know, okay. People die up there. I mean, <laughs> right. you know, it's, but, um, but yeah, the, the lower animus is, yeah, it's just, it's beautiful. Yeah. And I enjoyed, um, I just learned tons there. Definitely. You know, again, from that's Mark, awesome. like I just learned yeah. tons. Well, we might have to bring you out of your, uh, bring you back into your guiding career. You're going to have to take us up there and guide us on the Animus. <laughs> oh, man. Sure. I mean, it'd be fun to go there, you know. I, I definitely, it'd be fun to go fish with you, for yeah, sure. I, I definitely feel um, at, like I'm just, I don't, you know, I'm not as good as I once was. <laughs> I'm not yeah. as good as I once was. And I just started fishing. But, um, but yeah, I, I think. Well, oh, I'll put it this back. way. I'd love to float you down the river and you get to fish. Well, yeah. And, and we just can watch and we can three hang strikes out. You're out. Yeah, exactly. Real. Or we can yep. just drink beer. And go down. <laughs> yeah, or sometimes it turns into that. <laughs> An arm. So, I mean, you got out of guiding. What what kind of ultimately influenced that? You know, I'm, I'm sure there's an obvious answer there. Oh yeah, there's a very obvious answer, <laughs> and I'm sure I know exactly what's coming. But I gotta ask. I mean, you know, maybe you do, maybe you what, don't. What what kind of I'm certainly led curious. You, led you out of that? My boss said I couldn't. What do you mean? <laughs> so when I got hired at, uh, uh, yeah, at so it wasn't the answer yeah. that oh, okay. you thought you were. No, gonna that was not the answer. No, I you thought it was going to be a family. Blah, yeah. blah, blah. No, no. I was- well, I mean, oh well, I suppose, kind of. <laughs> but I mean, I would have probably kept guiding on the side if, if, we were if they had let to. me. Right. Yeah, and okay. so I did not expect that answer. Yeah, I mean, I just you know. I mean, I guess if you're really getting deeper, I would probably say, yeah, I was ready to start having um, just not five jobs. <laughs> right. Because, I mean, I did everything. You know, I was a guide. I was a bartender. I'd studied massage at one point. I was a massage therapist. 
I was a server. You know, I was just kind of, I was super stimulated by having all those balls in the air. And I loved, I remember my nephew came out and like lived with me one year and he's like, oh my God, like you just, you got off this job and then you went for a bike ride and you came home and you're going to that job and you just got, you know, and then you're going fishing. And I was like, yeah, isn't it great? You know, I just loved it. But I was kind of, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I think life for me, life just kind of, I doors open and I follow them. I, I go through the ones that feel good. And so I wasn't looking for stability. I wasn't looking to settle down and have, but when I did, when I left that um, job at the hatchery in Durango, I was like, okay, I know that I'm 33 and I, that to some people seems old and they should be, no. I should be far ready to like settle down, but I still wasn't ready for a real job yet. I mean, I didn't even graduate till I was 30. So I was on my own path. And, um, and where am I going with this? But, um, when I, you know, I was, I left there because I wanted to explore more. Yeah. And then when I came back into the Gunnison Valley and I came here specifically, like I was like, okay, I'm 36. I want a family. I'm going to manifest, you know, I meet a guy, we're going to have a family. Um, I remember driving past the hatchery and I was like, wow, now, now that I'm home, and I'm ready to put down some roots and right. stop drifting like a seed in the wind. You know, <laughs> I was like, now I could see working at the hatchery. And then I got a job for the um, biologist here, Dan Brow, as a, a... We've had Dan Brow on the podcast. Oh, sweet. Yeah. yeah. So I was working for him because at some point, you know, when I left the hatchery, I thought, you know, I think I'd rather be a biologist. I don't know if I could be happy in a hatchery for like a whole career. And then I worked for him for three seasons and that was amazing and I loved it. And I was just like, man, you know what? I am sort of starting to feel like I wouldn't mind something where I'm not working all these crazy hours. Right. And I never thought my 20 something year old self right. would be like, what happened to you? You never wanted What do you a mean you're craving structure? <laughs> yeah. And so I just was like, I could potentially, but I didn't even know that job would open up. Um, and after I worked for Dan for three seasons and then I had been helping them out with the kokanee spawn, when that position opened, I was eligible for reinstatement. They all knew me. I was really lucky. It's like, so I just believe that the universe brings to us what is meant to happen. So that door just opened and I just stepped right through it. And so it wasn't planned. I wasn't like, Oh, I need to find a real job. I mean, I didn't even think that existed here. I came back to where I was passionate about living and that, you know, it just opened up and was like, here, how about this? Right. And I was like, oh, okay. Right. I'll do that and again. And not guiding happened to just be a negative. Yeah. And so it. then what happened was that um, Chip, you know, was like, I think it's in the buy rules here that or whatever. <laughs> that, and and my I actually worked at the hatchery in Durango and I guided and I taught classes. And the boss there, I'm pretty sure, just never, he didn't care. Just didn't know knew He didn't look into right. it. He didn't care. And so it's, you know, he just was like, I've been around long right. enough, you know, so well, we, I was kind of lucky. Right. Well, we still talk about your gig in Durango, the one you had. And we're like, oh, how that can I get amazing. that gig yeah. that doesn't exist anymore? It doesn't exist. I and keep asking Chip, like, I'm more than willing to step in and work nine months on the yeah. year for salary. And yeah, they just changed that to like the truck drivers. Yeah. They gave it to a truck driver. I know. Do you miss guiding at all? Uh, I knew you were going to ask that. Um, <laughs> I, you know, a There's little your bit. intuition again. Uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, occasionally, uh, what I miss is being on the river all the time. Yeah. I mean, I had to go, when I first met my now husband, you know, I would like text him from the river and, you know, he'd be on a roof or, you know, building somewhere. And I was just like, oh, I have to fish today because I need to, you know, I need to know what's going on out there. Yep. And I just, that's what I miss. I miss like that I had to go do the, you know, R and D and get out there and fish so that, you know, that was like, 
yeah, research. So that's what I tell my fiance. Like, you know what? I just got to get relevant out there. <laughs> yeah. I just, I don't know enough. Yeah. I have to, you don't understand. It's yeah. R&D. Well you, and you need to be up on like what bugs are hatching. So yeah. I miss that. And I sure I miss the clients, but you know, I definitely, um, got a little, maybe I, if I would have, I would, if I would have kept doing it, I would have continued to push myself. Cause I like to always be growing, expanding. So I probably would have delved more into the guiding out of a boat thing and been like, how can I challenge myself more? And how can I, so, um, but I don't miss, you know, like the, there's certain things that can be very like the same stuff all the time, you know, saying the same thing. Right. Just gets repetitive at times. Yeah. There's monotony to every job anyways. I mean, but I mean, but yeah, of course, in some ways I miss it. In some ways I don't, I'm just really content, you know, and I've I've just tended to be like where I am now is where I am now. And so I don't tend to focus on, you know, what I'm not doing anymore. But um, now I feel grateful that I can just have that regular schedule and and just get home to my family and get them into fishing. Yeah, exactly. Well, I can say I'm really happy you're not guiding. (laughs) I I love standing around the spawning table, spawning salmon with you. You're you're a joy to be out there. You're one of my favorite people in the hatchery system. Thank you. Yeah, so it's, I, I it's can awesome. say I'm glad you're not guiding. I'm glad we have you around. Yeah, it was an amazing experience and I'm super grateful for it and proud to have done that, you know, because, yeah, but now there's tons of women out there. And it's funny because, oh, yeah. you know, the thing is that I definitely, I remember this is one thing that my boss in Alaska told me, you know, he was like, Christy, you could write your own ticket, whatever you want to do you could, you do it, like go out there and you will be successful. And I had gotten to the, when I came back here, I was like, man, I want to like have my own women's fly fishing international company. And that was where the direction I was going. Right. So when I got back to Crested Butte, I had come up with a business, you know, name. And I was, I actually had taken some clients from Durango down to. What year did you move back to Crested Butte? I'm sorry. Uh, It was 09. 09. So you were kind of already a little bit ahead of the curve in your mindset. Uh, What do you mean? With with women what becoming really successful guys. Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, that was, well, I just knew that I could do it. But the thing is that, I mean, I'm going to sound old here, but, like, <laughs> that was before all this crazy internet stuff. I mean, the internet was around, but it wasn't as pertinent as it is now. That's a really good point. Yeah, and, and it was also, like, the recession. So it was, remember, 08 was the really bad year. And here I am going, oh, well, I've got next year booked in Isla Hobosh. You know, I took clients down a client down to Isla Hobosh and that was an amazing place. Um, and fished with sand flea. I don't know if you remember him on oh, one, yeah. one of the videos, yep. you know, I know the Sims and, video where yeah. they're fishing for yeah. baby tarpon and yeah. fish for those in, at that place. And I had, you know, a whole week booked and I, you know, I ended up deciding not to go that route. And so I was like right there, you know, in the place where I could do that. And yeah. I just had this little talk with myself that was really kind of like a, um, you know, really, it's really easy to romanticize like, Oh, that would be so great. You know, but I was really, I had been a drifter for like 10, 20 years. I mean, I really wanted roots and I was like, you could do that and you would kill it and you would do well, but what do you really want? And I knew that what I really wanted was actually some roots and a community and a family. And so it was hard to do when you're on the road all the time. So I chose to actually say, you know what, I'm going to, I'm going to let that go because I feel like I've lived long enough to know, you know, and, and just, I mean, I swear last week I was just thinking, wow, you really could have done good with that. (laughs) Like, you know, you could have, but, um, 
I don't know. You know, this is what I chose, and I, I don't second guess it because that's no. There's no point to yeah, that. Yeah, you don't look like a person that looks back and has. Yeah, regrets. and so I, it's just it's cool to know that I could have, and that other women are doing that. But instead of feeling like jealousy or like darn it, I wish I would have. I'm just psyched for them, you know, and nice. just like I could have been that person, but like I'm living my dream here, you know, and like it's pretty awesome to have a stable job where I'm working with fish and I still get to talk about fish all the time. <laughs> and then, you know, I get to raise my family and then I get to be home at four. I agree. Yeah. <laughs> We're getting old. I know. But you know, I'm just like, wow, I could be off. Um, you know, my kids could be living that life and you know, everything, but I just, I just don't. And so I'm just psyched for those, those chicks that are doing that. And I think it's awesome. I, um, I think it's great too. I mean, obviously we love, women in the sport and being in and growing the sport. Um, I was actually looking it up last night and I guess it's about 31% of fly fishing or fly fisher people, uh-huh. I guess I don't want to say men yeah. are women. Yeah. Um, wow, and it, really? I mean, yeah, that's I wouldn't guess it's be that high, bumped actually. up in the last couple of years, that's but, incredible. um, no, it's great. And you know, I mean, it, it, would you, I mean, what would you say to a woman trying to get into it now? I mean, you've obviously taught some women classes and, you know, been involved, Um, there's a lot of, you know, just from experience of taking guide trips with women, um, a lot of them are pretty hesitant to get into it. And are you talking about women to learn to fly fish or women that get into guiding? Well, both. both. Yeah, both. I mean, um, you can touch on both if you want. We got, I mean, we got some time. We can go as long as we want, honestly. (laughs) People will be like, man, they just keep talking. Um, That's what we do here. Yeah. (laughs) Usually we're a little bit more intoxicated when we're doing it. So that's why we're like, man, we talked for three hours. (laughs) Not not, nothing. We're not going to submit. So we are talking about about <laughs> good stuff I here. Will have so to pee we'll, at some point. yeah, we'll, right. we'll we'll end it up here. Um, no, but um, no, we can keep talking as long as you want. But um, as far as women that are getting into it, it's kind of like what I said before. Like, give me a break, ladies. Like, I mean, if you want to get into it, get into it, and don't rely on a man. Don't you rely on no man. I mean, that's <laughs> just like that's what I've always like basically. You know, and my mom would be like, yeah, girl, you know, it, it's just, um, and, and I didn't learn from that from her because she always is like, you're so brave. But, um, no, I would just say, uh, just get out there. I mean, it's just so amazing. And there, it's the, why it's a man's, I just don't get it. I don't understand. Maybe it's because I was raised with all boys. I just don't see why right. i don't get it i don't understand uh, i don't understand um so yeah just get out there and do it and uh it could be with your man or it could be not it could be get into it on your own um but there's so many resources i mean there are i would just say don't be intimidated because it's always intimidating in the beginning i remember when i first started working at the fly shop and i was like how am i ever gonna learn all these flies <laughs> well you don't need to know every fly but the point is you know next thing you know it's gonna be like wow it's been 20 years and now i know this stuff exactly. and you just take it take it one step at a time so just do what feels right and as far as women guiding i mean you know that yeah they're already they're doing it yeah well yeah i just mean like there's always room for more yeah you know i mean you can't have too many female guides because a they're just another guide yeah like it's like even one of the women in the in the um hatcheries i remember having a conversation with her you know and it was about the difference between men and women and they you know well everybody sees us differently and i just remember being like well actually it's you that are seeing you differently. Right. And, and it kind of blew her mind. Like she was like, 
whoa. Because I was just like, you know, I was raised with all these boys, so I don't see myself differently. And I think maybe that can be the, the hurdle for women is that it's like, you know, not seeing color. Like we shouldn't see it. What does it matter? Right. You know, so don't make it a hurdle for yourself. Just um, get out there and do it and believe in yourself. You yeah, know? That's, awesome. that's awesome. Definitely. Yeah. Well, I mean, we can tell you're very passionate <laughs> about it and it's really cool to talk to somebody who is that passionate. And like we both said, we both got chills, you know, at times <laughs> when you were talking and that's awesome. I know. Um, I, I don't, I don't even know where to go from here. I mean, we can end it up here. Do you have anything you want to talk about real quick no, really or any don't. concluding thoughts? Uh, but too much fun having you out. Uh, um, love having you on. And uh, we'd love to have you on again after you just a, a, a quick little repeat after you talk to that guy. Oh, yeah, yeah. I, I, would, I would just love to hear his opinion yeah. on the matter. Well, and it'll be interesting because he's older now. You know, I mean, we're all older. I don't know what he was thinking. I think he was just like, you know, I just had to deal with some of the guides being dicks right. you know um and but they were they were nice guys but they were just kind of like i think what they saw was like you're just here because you're a girl and you're getting special treatment right you know and and that's okay like that that's fine because to some degree they were right you know i mean we i did get an opportunity to go there right um, but you took full advantage of it and but yourself. you know yeah so i think and i think if people could see you now though and realize, you know, what was happening then and kind of your process. Yeah. They might think a little bit differently, you know, from well, where you've been and now where you're at now and kind of wh- where you took it. And just that, that aging, that compassion of just being like, oh man, I was scared too. You know, like not admitting that he was scared oh, being I'm out scared on his guide time. trips. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> but the older you day. get, the more you're willing to admit that and then you're willing to have compassion for that other person. So I think, you know, that was just... It's that machismo, you know, kind of, <laughs> it's, just like, it's just like tool time with Tim yeah. Taylor. Well, I remember talking to my fiance when I was getting on, we, we happened to be talking about you and she's like, well, what's it like for a woman in the hatchery game? I'm like, I don't know. I'm just trying to be her in the hatchery <laughs> game. I just want to be part of the brown shirts like she is. I don't yeah. know. I, I don't see it that way, you know? Yeah. And I, you, you don't hold yourself that way. Yeah, and I think that's, and that's, anybody needs advice from me, but just, you know, for women is just to like, don't even make it an issue, you know, like you are the same as everybody else. And that's why I feel like grateful for being raised with boys because if anything, I'm trying to figure out how to be a girl. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'm just like going, oh, yeah. So, um, it shouldn't, you know, and that's what I think goes on with our crew at the hatchery is that me, because I don't doubt myself. Right. And if I have, you know, and I'll ask for, I'll ask questions and I'll admit what I don't know and things like that. But, but I'll just, um, basically believe that my ideas are as good as anybody else's, you know, and I think that's what we should all do. But women tend to, you know, and if there's one thing I could maybe end this with, yeah. it's just like, um, when I would teach my women's classes, I would, kind of relate a story and I and like I said being brought up in not only with two older brothers but a neighborhood of all only boys and I was the youngest um I and I loved it I ate it up I was like no other girl like stay out this is my turf my turf you know and I just loved it but um what I noticed is that girls are tend to be taught um and even me within my family I was taught more um to ask you know women are taught ask for help and men are taught, boys are taught, figure it out, take it apart. If you don't know how it works, take it apart and put it back together. And girls aren't taught that. And so even as a girl in that environment, because I was the only girl, I was kind of like special, 
And so my dad would be like, oh, let me help you. But he would teach me how to like change the oil and all that kind of stuff. Right. So, um, so I think that's what I, I have taken away from this whole kind of experience of, of that and going into teaching women is, um, and it was actually because I had it that Durango hatch. You remember being like, and then he, pers- I done that. <laughs> why didn't You're I no, do that? Yeah. And so You're ever, no ever <laughs> since then I have figured taken, said like, at least I'm going to try, right. I'm going to at least try to figure it out. And then if I can't, I'll say, look, this is what I did. And, um, you know, and I couldn't figure it out and then I'll still ask for help. But, um, but just give it a try and try to figure it out. So that's what I would say because women, girls just aren't taught that. Right. And I still have to be reminded and then don't like blame yourself because, you know, a girl will be like, oh, I couldn't figure it out. Oh. And the guys will be like, well, I'm figuring it out. Right. And go figure it out. Yeah. There's nothing, there's no like self blame for, I should know that because right. there's nothing we should know, you know? Yeah. And there's the words of wisdom from Chris. Definitely. <laughs> from, I, th- from, I think from women to men, I go, mean, go just figure to, it out. Yeah. Right. <laughs> I think just to wrap everything up, I mean, real quick, um, we can conclude it here, but I mean, you, I think you've given a lot of advice to men and women in fishing and guiding and a lot of wisdom, um, within that. Um, there's a lot there and you could tell you've lived, so far, a very fulfilled life and doing that and following a passion. And like I said, you, you seem very passionate about it. And it's great to ha- finally have you on and talk to you yeah, face to face. Cause for sure. we've been trying to plan this for a long time and it's <laughs> yeah. just, we're very bad at that. And you know, I get nervous when it comes to doing it. I was like, all right, is this really <laughs> happening? Okay. We're doing it. Um, but I, I, I want to, you know, just say thanks for coming out all the yeah. way out to Doyleville. And I know yeah. that's a drive for you. No um, problem. and, doing this for us and thanks for ryan for setting it up too and um it's good to have beer with you and i'd love to get you on the boat and get you fishing just have one of those days you talk about or just just us you know going out and getting some fishing (laughs) us three on a boat oh man we got to make this happen. well and now that my boys are four and five Um, you can see why I've been busy. They're only <laughs> yeah. 16 months apart. Oh, but know. now I can leave without feeling guilty because it, it was a handful for a while there. But but yeah, I can get away more. We'll do a happy hour float or something. Go there drink go. a couple beers and go oh, yeah. chuck some meat if you guys want to. I'll row all day. There's <laughs> one that I'll row for you, Chuck and meat. Okay, Ryan? <laughs> <laughs> you want to hug streamers? Go for it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. Or so, throw some wait, drives. so you yeah. think streamers are bad? No, I don't think they're bad. I think there's a time and place for streamers. Yeah. Um, um, the way I describe it, and I've described it to Ryan a lot and on the podcast, but we'll, I'll go into it a little bit here real quick. Um, <laughs> but the way, really stop. well, the way I think about it, you know, I, it's one of the, yes, you're trying to trigger an instinctual eat, you know, you're trying to get those fish to, you know, trigger that instinct, eat that bait fish yeah, chase and you yeah. need to get it in their home and you need to get them to eat it. It's not so much a chase. It's just that trigger real quick, you know, especially when you're floating down the river, get in the pocket get it a couple twitches you don't see anything next pocket you know and it's like you come to a point where like all right i gotta figure it out yeah you know it's pretty you know like all right they're either gonna eat it or they're not right there's not much you can go too much further there's definitely some technique you can get into like all right i can make the eat a little bit easier i can really trigger that eat but once you get it it's like all right i'm good yeah and i think you know we've talked about it to i mean crazy extents yeah, but <laughs> you know it's like where we you go get, on and on you get to a point too where you're like all right i'm not catching any fish i'm gonna throw on a streamer you know it's a fish finder yeah. all right i'm gonna throw on a streamer and get some takes yeah. and find a fish 
And like I said earlier, it's a battle against myself. You know, if I'm out there fishing, my first instinct isn't going to be like, all right, I need to go find a fish with a streamer. Yeah. It's going to be like, all right, I need to work a little harder. He I wants need to figure to, out. Yeah, I need to yeah, yeah, figure yeah. out, yep. you know, those bugs. Right. Yeah. And I need to find where they're hiding yeah. or where they're laying. And so, yeah, it's a fish finder to me. Like, all right, you don't want to figure it out? Here's a streamer. Yeah. <laughs> I could see and that. Start I pounding the bank. And I feel you'll like see it's more being engaged with them. Like I can see it. I want to see them. So to me, like dry, a dry, yeah, to me, right. a dry and a exactly. streamer are very similar because I'm like, I hundred percent. I'm gonna engage. I'm gonna. But I, I see what you're saying. I totally see what you're saying. But, but dries, you can you can extend more, your knowledge so much further than a streamer. Like yeah. you, I mean, if I don't know if you're on the internet, but looking on Instagram and all these streamers and all these double articulated and crazy looking flies, you know, Never you're like, Instagram. you're like, it's like, you know, I'd rather throw a dry, you know, yeah. I'd rather put on a stimulator or a caddis yeah. and you're like, all right, yeah. you know, this is a lot cooler for me. Yeah. That's Putting my together. opinion. On yeah. It. Time and a place. Yeah. There's, a, there's definitely is, you know, if it's rainy out and it's cloudy and you know, it's like, all right, I can't keep it dry up. I can't keep a hop dropper up. I don't <laughs> yeah. want to live. Right. I'll, I'll well, break think, out a stream. I mean, it, just to be fair, I would say like absolutely, I agree with you. Absolutely, I would rather be throwing a dry. But if there's not bugs, then throwing but there's a always streamer. bugs. That's my thing. Yeah, but like, <laughs> but then you're nymphing. Yeah, you know? here we go. Here we go. It's this. It you can, know we're gonna cut a, this. It's just a rabbit. Oh, oh no, yeah. I'm not cutting this. I'm not cutting this because I've been fighting this on this uh, podcast. But it's for just who you are now. and what you want to do. And the point yeah, is, definitely. like, I like the. So when I when I do. first got got into, um, I used to fly fish when I was a kid. You know, and I didn't know much. Mm-hmm. Um, my dad would basically be like, "Here's some flies." here's how you tie a knot go have fun and they're mainly dries um and so i didn't know the bugs i didn't know what they did i didn't know the purpose of them you know i knew they floated and sometimes the fish would come up and eat it so when i moved up here i very quickly learned that that doesn't work you know it's like you need to think a little bit more you need to try harder and I started nymphing and I couldn't really get the hang of it. You know, it's just, I don't know the bugs still. I don't know how to do it. I don't know the techniques go to streamer. Mm-hmm. I'm going to yeah. throw a streamer right. on. And it's, you know, I think it's one of those things where you just, so it's where you come, what's where you came from. It, it definitely right. is. And, yeah. it, and it's, yeah, like I said, you, once you get it, because it's the opposite it's like, for me. Those guys would take me fishing, and I'd be like, oh, my God, I get to go fishing with these guys. And we're floating the animus. They'd be like, well, we're throwing streamers, and it's amazing. I can't stand it. Right. <laughs> if, it's, if it's good, then I'm, I'm, I'm into it. Yeah. Like, yeah. You know, if I'm floating I mean, some down in the river, Streamer fishing is not a fail-safe for me. No. You know, it's so, oh, no. I enjoy the action. I enjoy the close, uh, the close casting to banks. I enjoy moving fish. Uh, I just... I like turning fish into I've been on too really many boats, though, where right. guys are throwing streamers, you know, buddies of mine, mm-hmm. and they're not eating it. And they're like, oh, it must be the color. Let me change the color. <laughs> uh, Ten more casts. Oh, I'm going to go to white now. Ten yeah. more casts. And you're like, dude, you've done this for a couple hours now, and you haven't seen a single fish. I'm over it. Right, right. You row now. Yeah. I mean, I'm not, I want to fish. I'm not rowing you anymore. Yeah, I don't <laughs> Unless wanna, you change. I'm not going to row hard for you yeah. anymore because you're not trying. You right. know, you're not trying to push your boundaries, right, right. push your right. abilities. Right. Yeah. You're just thinking inside. Inside the out. box. Yep. Mm-hmm. Oh, must be a color, you know. It'd be no. like me throwing one stonefly all day and be like, oh, they're not eating that. Right. I'm going to go to a green stonefly. Oh, I'm going to go to a purple. Right. Oh, I'm going to yeah. go to black. And they're still not eating it. Right. There's no point. Yeah, yeah. No. You know, it's just like you're... Yeah, you're don't, beating your head against the yeah, wall for Don't no beat reason. your head against the wall for yeah. it. You know, but I just... I like throwing I've, I'm keeping this because I've been pushing it real yeah, hard, and yeah. I like I like hearing it from everybody. Well, and I like the and that's what I think is is cool about you know learning from other people. I mean, 
I'm always going to learn from other people. And, um, you know, we just all see it differently. Definitely. And that's what I think is so cool about it, you know. And and I don't like that notion of, like, it should be this way or... Yeah, you, it should. Or it's not purist, yeah. you know. And <laughs> I don't think there should be any shoulds. You know, it is for whatever yeah. it is for anybody, is my opinion, you know. But, um, yeah, I mean, if you're really into figuring out what the fish are eating, you can't be against nymphing. Right. 90% no. of no. what they eat is under the yeah, water. Exactly. I'm not you know? against it by any means. Yeah. No. I'll, I'll nymph, but I'd rather throw... You know, I mean, even with a hopper dropper, you're still nymphing. Right, don't get me wrong. I'm but, counting the days to start throwing <laughs> double dries on the gunnison. <laughs> on the gunnison? I, I threw double dries the other day. I know. Nice. It was awesome. Yeah. Where? Where was that? Uh, just south. I'm kidding. <laughs> I know south. where it was. We, well, we'll, we all know you. <laughs> we'll end it here. Yeah, we'll stop. Thanks, This was guys. awesome. Thanks for having me. This was me. great. Yeah, Guided trip. Too much fun. Five Fish Podcast. Thanks, guys.